Awesome. All right, welcome to the Crush Core Real Estate Hour. I'm your host, Dean Harris. Douglas Skipworth, how are you? Great. Good, good. Um, appreciate you guys joining us today. We are going to talk about buying an off-market property today. Um, oh, nice. It's one of our you know, bigger topics. I, I, 50% of the houses I sell are off-market, yeah. so we're going to dive into there. If you have any questions, email me, dean at crestcore.com. I also, I want to let you guys know, I'm going to start letting you know this every episode. I help clients buy and sell real estate. If you have uh, anything you want to sell, uh, we list. If you have anything you want to buy, I, I also buy or represent. So please email me. I'm happy to help you in any way I can. Uh, these these podcasts are meant really for informational purposes. We don't really go into you know tooting our own horn and talking about yeah. our company as much. But if you have any questions about buying and selling, uh, email dean at crustcore.com. Uh, also, you can catch the podcast on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere you Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, wherever you catch your uh, podcast, it'll be posted on there. So let's dive into buying an off-market property. I Half of my deals are off-market that I send out and source for clients. Yeah, I believe it. Half of them are MLS deals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it would be a good idea to talk through today about like buying that off-market property. Yeah, it's man. such a different experience um, from buying an MLS property than um, I thought we should we should dive Let's into do it. it. All right, uh, what is like you know first question is just kind of the basics. What's an off-market property? What is that? I mean, yeah, I mean what, you simple, just said you're like half of my deals are off-market and then half are which you said MLS. Yeah. So my simple answer, I think to your question is non MLS. Yeah. I mean, that's the easy answer, right? That that's yeah. the flip side I mean, of the I guess coin. you could list a property with an agent and have them not put it on the MLS and it would be considered on market, but that's so rare in our, we, we don't have that. So yes. But we're talking about off market being something that's not really part of the MLS. That's right. Or even being offered by a licensed real estate agent on the behalf of someone else. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've been sent properties before that they said, hey, it's a pocket listing. I'm keeping this one. I'm not going to put it on the MLS. So, like that's on market, but I rarely, I rarely see that. So, yes, yeah. you could pretty much say in our, in Memphis, it's either going to be on the MLS or it's, it's or not. Or it's what, it's what everybody would call off market. Off market. Oftentimes that means uh, they're wanting to sell it quickly. There could be a ton of damage and they don't want to introduce it to the market. Uh, they might not just want to fool with a, a real estate agent or that process, uh, although they're not really that different. Um, that might be the case. And that's where they can come. They come from different sources too. So yeah, that's, I, I, that's I mean, one of our questions is, you know, how, how do we source these? Where do they come from? Um, what are some of the, I mean, basics that you would say, where do the, yeah, well, I from? mean, that's what I was going to say is like for when I think of MLS, it's pretty straightforward, right? Anybody there's a, I believe Memphis has a public facing MLS or yes. at least the agents do. You can go to crestcorerealty.com and search the whole entire Memphis area association of realtors, the MAR MLS. Yes. And you could go to other agent websites and do similar things. Yeah. So but why would you do that? So, yeah, you know, I mean, so MLS, <laughs> you can search. So it's, that's the public. So this, to me, the off market are, you know, they're not searchable like that. They're not in this 
curated database with yep. listed with a listing price and days on market and all the stuff Has to and, be uh, showing up on realtor.com and Zillow and truly and, all, and, the and all the places that they push it to. Now you can go to Z So anything that's non MLS mm -hmm. is off market and the source of those could be close to infinite, right? I mean, yep. it's like whoever is the seller or custodian or liaison to the seller, yeah. the property owner. So that could be the property owner themselves. That's right. You know, they, they could put it on Zillow as a make me move. I don't know if they still call it make me move. That's what they did years ago. You know, huh, it was like, uh. list my, if you want to buy my house for a million dollars, make me move, you know, kind of thing. Uh. Anyway, you could list it on Zillow. You can put a, what we used to call FISBO. You yeah. can put a FISBO, a for sale by owner sign in the yard. You can put it on Craigslist. You can put an ad in the paper. You can not advertise it and Just let period. wait for somebody to call you and say, oh, yeah, if you gave me this, I'd move. Yeah. Lenders are sources because they are pre-foreclosure or they know that they've got a client who's mm -hmm. looking to sell. You've Quickly. got you've got tax authorities both federal government some but really when you think about that it's more the property taxes local at the county level or the city level yep. then you've got probate with heirs that come into play with like dealing with one now dealing with one now where it's like how do you get through i mean i'm dealing with one maybe it's the same one we're both dealing yeah. with you know that yeah. it keeps getting delayed because everybody's got a sign so yeah. but it's not on the market so there are multiple many many sources of whether you call it direct to seller or seller liaison custodian, somebody who controls that property. So how do you get mm -hmm. access to the decision bankers, maker? Yeah, bankers have have given have given yep. properties out. Insurance companies yep. um, will will occasionally have a property off market. A big source for me personally in the time, and I know you too, is dealing directly with property management clients because a lot of times property or property other property managers another property management company might know hey i've got somebody who's got a 10-pack portfolio that they're looking to sell they don't want to put it on the market but if you have a buyer who was looking for 10 They'll we can we can make a deal yeah yeah so it, it just, it, it, it's just it's working that so and as you know the most hmm, I don't know if it's the sexiest, but the one that gets the most most airtime is wholesaling, wholesalers, big time. You know, and all they're doing is <laughs> is hustling it some is way somehow. I, I have talked about wholesalers in the past, and some of my comments are negative, and some of them are real positive. Um, but the one thing I can say about that group is they are grinders. The, the, the grind those guys are hustling, hustling to get that one property under contract. That's right. I mean, they're either making phone calls. Yep. They're sending text messages. How many text messages do you get? How many how Tons. many how many mailers do you get? How many emails do you get? How yeah. many billboards do you see? Bandit signs do you see? TV ads do you see? Radio ads Cold do you calling. see? I, I mean, mean I buy your house. I mean everybody has seen the I buy your house little yeah. stuff. That's yeah. a whole thing. And in the 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 we buy ugly houses and all and that. All that I pay cash quick and yes. whatever. If you see those little signs at major intersections, and the that's people who do do that, the wholesalers trying to get that contract, that house under contract, and then and then then sell it for yeah. a spread, for a finder's fee, assignment fee, whatever you call it. But but those guys hustle, man. I those guys hustle. I give those guys that. It's a tough. 
it's 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 difficult. You gotta you, yeah. You got they gotta build trust on the phone. You've got there's a whole lot of stuff. You know, make sure they're not scamming. You know, because some of these people now are scamming on the phone. I mean, just putting out those bandit signs. I mean, you like, know, driving around at night trying to evade the law and yeah, do everything. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of work. They've even Post, created apps or for sticking that. them on. You, you know, that? sticking them on on. Yeah, phone oh, poles. Oh. And, I mean, just, have you seen that? They have an app now where it, if you drop yeah. a sign, you can click it and you can f- figure out where they're dropping signs all over. It's that that itself has turned into a business. But, so, but it so the, the wholesalers who are, who are working hard to find deals, and as you know, maybe this is a little bit of a tangent, but real estate most real estate agents I've been out in real estate training classes with traditional agents helping yeah. owner occupants buy and sell. Yeah, and they can't stand wholesalers and. They don't like agents who work with wholesalers <laughs> because they aren't. What I told them is, I like you aren't willing to hustle. They you don't want yeah. to do what those people do to find sellers. Yes, that is one hundred and ten percent accurate. Uh, the the real estate agent license community frowns on wholesalers. The whole line of work, the business, um, they do not think it's legal. They it just it's a whole stigma that goes with it it's a, it serves a much needed purpose yeah and they work their tail off yep. to get what the the scraps that they get so yes. I, i'm 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 a fan i've bought a ton of wholesale properties we've sold a ton of wholesale properties man and, i'm telling you i don't so, i have no problem with the wholesale community i do in some aspects or some instances i wish you know they were they, they ran their business better but i'll tell you um, those guys, I got a lot of respect for that hustle and that grind and more power to them. I don't, as a licensed agent, the way I look at that is if I wanted those houses and I wanted to get those, then I'll go do that work. That, that, uh, man, yeah, I, the agents, it, it, the agents that don't like it are used to, Hey, they get a phone call. Hey, how yeah. much is my house worth? Can you sell it? Sure. I'll sign a contract. Sure. And then that's all the work they want to do to get that business. Wholesalers on the other end are knocking on doors, cold calls. I mean, we're, we're very close with some wholesalers. And I mean, I mean, how many calls they make a week? Hundreds, if not oh, man. thousands. Yeah. And mailers, again, to me, it's, a, it, and we like pro sports, yeah. college sports. It's just like, it's, in it, it, commission sales jobs are like that because it's a meritocracy. I mean, it's totally based on your effort and how smart you are and how hard you work. And, and I love that. It, that's right. I mean, That's those exactly guys are nothing right. but hustlers. And That's I, right. I, I totally respect that process. What What's an advantage and a disadvantage about working with a wholesaler or working on an off-market property? I, I guess it's kind of the same yeah. thing. So let's talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages. The first advantage I think of is the price, right? Usually a discount. It's usually a discounted rate price because the property's typically not in great shape. Typically, 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 the, or the owner would just go to a, an agent and sell it and get their market value. Or they want to get out for some, for, for, for quickly. Quick. They don't, they don't want to mess with it. They yeah. don't want the hassle of having to, or they don't want to pay the commissions and all of a sudden it's, it's a good deal. Yeah. And you, you know, in some ways there's less competition, right? Because it's yep. not broadcast to the world yep. that this property is for sale. Yeah. So there, I mean, there are a lot of good advantages and it in my experience it's it's usually really quick that is typically what they're looking for and it's not always a desperate seller douglas last year we had a guy who was extremely wealthy had a big multifamily property oh right right right, yep and moved it for way less yeah and 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 the only reason why he didn't want to fool with it yeah 
right? He just wanted to move the property and get out of it. Could he gotten a little more? Maybe, but that wasn't important to him. No. He wanted to move quickly. So that's some of the advantage. And that's a advantage. I mean, it's like, hey, you can get a deal done. Yeah. Or sometimes, as you know, with the MLS, you got to lock it up. You got competition. You got to go through the hoops, the seller. And you, and I have found my experience is it's usually a more motivated seller. Every time. So that's, a, that's another advantage. Because sometimes you deal with sellers who – Something happens and they change that life happens in the contract, whatever. I don't think you're, I don't think we as real estate people look at life as much. Life influences a lot of this. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I just think, I don't know why I just brought that up. Yeah, no life, but I don't think we look at life with investment real estate as much as we should. Yep. There are a lot of guys that sell their, their investment houses right now because something happened in life. And that's what you, so years ago when, you know, I've been doing this 20 plus years and the window, man, during the great recession and slightly thereafter, the window to buy rental property in Memphis was wide open, man. Yeah. It was amazing. And I was so scared that it was going to shut. And here, 15 years later, it does not shut <laughs> now. It, 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 it shut adjusts. some, yeah. but it is never, let me rephrase that. I was afraid it was going to close. Now it'll shut some, but it does not close. It's always open. You know why? Because of life. Yeah, always. People die. People get divorced. People move. They'd make changes in their life. All of a sudden, it's like that's like that guy you just described. Like, eh, I want to go take advantage of this, so I just want to get rid of this. And so there's always an opportunity. I also think, too, I agree with you. That yeah. There's a bubble in there, and I don't mean the bubble popping like on the market, but I believe that when it squeezes here and closes, that bubble's pushed down here yeah. and the other set. There's something else that opens. You know, for sure. every time a window you know, closes a little bit in real estate, Something it, else it automatically open opens something yeah. else up, yeah. you know, and and so, and I and I know this because I've navigated through it. I started in new construction, and that window began to shut. Right back, we we went through this two weeks ago. It, window began to shut. It, it it pretty much closed. Well, that bubble by squeezing that bubble down a little bit, it opened up this right. end of it, which was what you just brought up. Uh, you know, investment deals at the wazoo. Oh man, you can pick them up. All over the place. We were selling them all over the place for yep. for fifty pennies cents on the dollar. dollar now. Pennies well, on the dollar. We were. Yeah. Now this one's tightening back up. So what else will open? We don't know, yeah. but it'll keep going. So yes, life happens, and that's something we don't factor in as much as I yeah. think we should. Uh, so anyway, I just brought that up. Yeah, caught me by surprise there, but I like that one. Uh, what advantages and disadvantages? So we talk about advantages. What's a disadvantage to buying off market? I, I mean. What's the first thing that popped in your head? Is like, hey man, that buying an off market property, ooh, watch out for. It, it, to me, it's sometimes they don't work out. You know, there's there's a reason people want to get out fast, and sometimes it's you know there's some title issues, there's some judgments, there's some yeah. some, some 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 hair on it yep. that it doesn't work out. It yep. it doesn't. You know, sometimes wholesalers aren't the ones that you want to deal with and something happens, they sell it to somebody else right from under you. You pay a big assignment fee potentially. And there's an urgency on the wholesalers part that you don't get with an MLS. Like on the one hand it's quick, but, but on the MLS, like you can, if you get it under contract, 
It's yours. You can lock it up. You can do an inspection. You can have contingencies. And most wholesale deals, like no contingencies. You got to close in all cash. Right it's got to be this week. Yeah. It's like, right. I need your decision today, right now. Yeah. And though, so I don't know. I did, I, I, I laid off a bunch of a different, but that's, that is the, disadvantages. That's the, I mean, that's the route. There's the first thing I think of is there's no governing body over yep. wholesalers. That's okay. right. I, I have a code of ethics and a, um, uh, fiduciary responsibility to all parties that uh, I have to, you know, I can't lie and misrepresent and that sort of thing. And there's a, there's a governing body over me, the Tennessee right. real estate commission, the Mississippi real estate commission with wholesalers. There's not, there's the general, you know, the attorney general's office in the state, but I mean, there's really no police, so to speak for a wholesaler. So they can really do and say anything to you. Not all do, but some do. Right. Right. Let's just call it what it is. Some, yeah. some, oh. some Lie, intentionally steal, misrepresent the do. property to yes. get that done. And there's no, there's no recourse other than legal action on them. If there was a loss, I mean, buyer beware, buyer beware. Yeah. Now that's, that's moving into our nexus, you know, yeah, it's a good, it's a good of, topic. It's a good segue a good to work into, into why I work with a real estate agent versus a wholesaler in here. And, and here's that I'm, I'm laying out some of the reasons why now. The most common thing that I hear from a wholesaler that is not that that we frown at or turns out to not be true is the rehab amount. Right. Yeah. The yeah. condition. Yeah. Almost point. every time they tell me it's eight thousand and it's eighteen when we get out there. Yes. Right. So I kind of take those all the information that I get from a wholesaler is uh, I just kind of take it. I don't really trust it or but it's trust, but we're gonna verify. Correct. Right. Yeah. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Verify everything. So. One of the advantages of working with me versus directly that wholesaler is you can't get misinformation from me. No. You can't. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to vet that wholesaler, screen that wholesaler and the information that they're giving me first before I'm bringing it to this client. So that's one advantage, yeah. I think, of you know, you're working with a real estate agent and going through me to do that for another reason is I, I know most of these guys. Very rarely is a wholesaler going to pop up that I haven't seen unless right. they're just new in the Brand business, new, yeah. right? So, and that happens too. Like, yeah, so, so, there, so there are guys that pop up every it. month that I, that I don't see, but it's, it's a grind business. It, 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 it wears a lot of coat grinds them out. It's a, yep. it's a, it's a wash and rinse yep. big time. For Very sure. rarely do they stay in there long. Yep. So uh, working, working with a licensed agent, you're going to at least hear, um, a more accurate info from me, or at least you'll say, you'll get from me, Hey, he's telling us it's 8,000. Let's budget for 12 or whatever. And I think one thing, and, and we can kind of nuance all those a little bit more, but one thing to, to note on that about the agent is you're going to help somebody buy a property. You don't care what property it is. No. The wholesaler has to sell that specific property. That's why that wholesaler is going to paint the best picture. And it's why you're going to be more truthful because you don't care. No. Because you want to help somebody buy a property they want to sell that, that property. property and so that's that's Man, why that's huge yeah that's, that's why but that is why you're more objective yes because it doesn't matter to me if this doesn't work out we're going to move Good. on to the next one you're sending I, out 25 properties a day man i and i tell you the the last week's podcast we were talking about myself i it, it's amazing um of what we cancel like Yes. So I close 20 yes. and 25 every month, right? We talked about that. We cancel 10 to 12. Yeah. And, and most times those They're are wholesale, wholesale deals right, right. because we weren't told the right information or we got out there and it's exact, you know, it's way more than what we thought yep. or the street's not as good, whatever the situation may be. And then I have to say to them, Hey, this is not a deal anymore. 
This is no longer a deal. We need to move to the next one. A wholesaler will never, no, 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 ever no. tell Cause, you because you because you said it just then too. It's like you're doing twenty five a month. If a wholesaler sells five a month, that's that's huge. amazing. It is amazing. usually one or two, right? And maybe. so so maybe. And so again, they have every interest to sell that, whereas you have every interest to help somebody find the a property. And that's a distinct property. difference. Yeah, so that's I'm a representing good difference. our client. Yes, they're the, representing that themselves. House yeah, and, the, and that house. That's so, right. Great point. Yeah. Uh, so there's some of the advantages. Um, let's talk. Well, about, and about that wholesaler. So yeah. I was just, to speak on the wholesaler. Mm -hmm. You said it. So the, I, I look at it as wholesalers, real estate agents, and realtors. Yes. And so wholesalers, we said, willy-nilly, they can do out what they want. Real estate agents are licensed yep. by Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, wherever they're doing business. And they have the law of agency. They represent clients. Yep. And, and that's it. Realtors are have a code of ethics that they have to abide by. And yep. we know that. And it's a, it's a higher standard than the law. And yes. usually in cases where the law and the realtor code conflict, you have to take the realtor code yep. and be the higher standard. And so that's what the realtors, I don't remember the stats. It's about half of real estate agents are realtors. So, but we all know. It. I did it years ago. We all know the ones who are, active and, and make a career and at a real tours and then their agents and then their wholesalers. So <laughs> there's a degree of accountability and it scales up. It scales up greatly. Yeah. So that, that's just a distinguishment, but yeah, yeah. You, you talked a little um, bit. So and I guess with those, for me, one thing we, I meant to go, say sure. back was like wholesalers also hear, hear them called bird dogs, also call them boots on the ground. So you hear different terms for these wholesalers and kind of what they're out there doing. Yeah. They'll call it anything. You know, what it truthfully is, is wholesaling a house and, yes. and moving it. Yeah. Bird dogs. I've heard that. I've heard, you, you know, heard bird dogs, boots on the ground. But again, it's not, you don't, what you, the term is basically, you know, you know, it's a it's a nice way to describe you know unlicensed fly by night do what they want unregulated below the radar. Does that sound like anything you want to deal with? You know what I mean? Like directly. Directly. That's right. No, that's right. I do because that's yeah. a, that's a great yeah. property source for for our clients. But I don't think a buyer who is exposed wide open wants to allow that person in. I mean, like you you need yeah. some guard. You need some a buffer zone from there of somebody to. Uh, an in-between. An in-between. Yeah, because agree. that person you're trusting has no obligation to you. They have no, no license. They have, like I said, no governing and body. And there's no, 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 you have no recourse, right? Whereas, where, whereas in, with agents, you have the Tennessee Real Estate Commission with, and their brokerage. And with realtors, you have Tennessee Real Estate Commission brokerage National. and the and the Realtor Association. That's so, exactly I mean, you got a right. lot. You got a lot more. A lot on there. All right. So let's talk about the the actual like logistics okay. of what happens. So we're working now. Now we've decided to to work with Dean here at Crestcore, and we're yeah. we're making offers on properties. And boom, we made an offer on one two three Main Street, and it is a wholesale deal. Yep. Uh, Dean sourced the property for me. His team got it under contract for a hundred thousand dollars. Um, there's an assignment fee of let's say twenty thousand okay. dollars, and and then of course, Crestcore's real estate commission as well, yeah. in the off market property. Yeah. 
So a lot of that, there's a whole lot of moving parts in there. So what does that look like? You agreed to pay $100,000. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. The properties, let's say in this instance, is worth $150,000. you are getting a great deal. It needs a little rehab. So we've got it under contract. Okay? Okay. We're going to go inspect the property. Let's fast forward to that part. We've inspected it. Let's just say we got lucky and we approved this one. We Perfect. don't need any reduction. We don't need anything. Got it. Now it's time to close. Okay. Okay. This is not traditional. Like you're not going to have one contract that the seller and you sign and we're going to take it to close and they're going to close that contract for $100,000. Okay. okay. You're going to receive an assignment contract. And what that means is the seller has signed a contract with the wholesaler. Okay. Okay. For let's use the example. 80. $80,000. Okay. So, so hit, the, so the, so the wholesaler hustling, grinding, doing all that they calls, did, all the stuff, everything doing. they did, they found somebody who said, yeah, I'll sell my house to you for $80,000. 80K. The ARV on this is 150,000. So wow, we, we've got a discount. So that wholesaler worked really hard, found that person, yes, offered them $80,000 and got it under contract. For $80,000. And then came right. to you. You've got a network. What we haven't said is you've got a network of wholesalers. Oh, you deal dozens. with every every dozens wholesaler. And so they're sending you their deals. Yes. You're vetting them, sending them on. And so you go, wow, ARV 150. They want they want to sell this contract for, for, tw for $20,000. But for a hundred, the buyer would be all in for a hundred. $100,000. Gotcha. That's what they've agreed to. He has it locked up for 80. And he's going to get a $20,000 finder fee. He is going to get a $20,000, what they call assignment, assignment fee. fee. And yep. what he's doing, this is where I want everybody to be careful. He is assigning this contract that he has with the seller to you. The $80,000 contract. The $80,000 contract and all the terms. Right. So I'm buying, it's like, hey, I've got this contract for $80,000 with this house. Yes. If you give me $20,000, I'll give you this contract. i give you this contract. Okay. That's essentially okay. what that means. And then you're going to sign some paperwork. It's called an assignment of contract Okay. for $20,000. And it's going to total you up that your contract. 100. Yep. You just bought this contract in all the terms. For 20. And then you're going to buy the term, the house for 80. That's exactly Exactly right. You need to make sure that before you sign any assignment contract that you have seen the original. <laughs> Great advice. Because what happens? They might in a have lot bad terms cases, in there. They might have terrible terms. Yep. You pay this. You pay this. You pay this. If you all don't, the sellers call us. All, all the, the well, who all knows the stuff that goes Back whatever taxes, they want to Yeah. You know anything that they put in there because yep. remember they're just trying. You're to just lock buying this the contract. Up. The, the wholesaler doesn't really care what it takes to get locked up because he has no intention of closing. Because the wholesaler is never going to buy the house. The wholesaler never. is just going to sell the contract for 20 grand. So he just wants to get it locked up with Mr. Seller in a favorable way, peacefully, easy. And then he wants to come and take this contract and assign it to my end buyer. Okay. Okay. So the one thing that if you're working directly with a wholesaler, you're going to, you know, he's going to send you the assignment first and he's not even going to send you the original because he doesn't want you to know he's making $20,000. Some buyers care. You should, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. I but, want to talk yeah, about no, that. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. But some buyers are going to say, whoa, 20 grand, that's 25%. That's 25% of, of 80. Doing. I'm yeah. Not, wow, no way. Or, okay, let's just sign it and keep moving. So there's, yeah. that's what they're trying to protect. The 20 grand, not necessarily the, the wholesalers trying to protect yeah. it. That's right. Maybe not the terms every time. Cause they're pretty, for the most part, standard. they're vanilla. And yeah. Standard. yeah. But there could be some, there could be stuff. They, in there. they might have to, they're trying to protect you from seeing 20 grand. 
because they know that's a ton of money. And a lot of buyers, I'd say half, unfortunately, don't can't look see past that. it. They, they don't look, look at the 150. It. They look at the 20. They look at the 20 and they get really concerned with this person making 20 instead of, holy crap, I just bought a house for 100. And I'm going to tell you a great story. You ready for my yeah, story? Yeah. Had a house, bought, 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 bought some houses. House next door came up, and this is this is in 2012. Okay. You know, again, this is a crazy time. I love the story. I've heard this. 2012. Mm-hmm. House next door. Somebody gets it under contract and says, "I'll let you have it for 33." Whew. And and I said, "Man, that's a heck of a deal." Mm-hmm. And we come to find out, the person was selling it was had a ten thousand dollar assignment fee. But on top of that, there was another assignment fee for $10,000. So, the, so uh, uh, the original wholesaler got that house under contract for $13,000, assigned it for $10,000 to another wholesaler. Other wholesaler assigned it for $10,000 more, $33,000. So there's somebody who looked at that deal, and all they could say was $20,000 in assignment fees. Could have had that house for thirteen, dollars And all I kept saying was, this is a third. This is a fifty thousand dollar house for thirty three. I got on Zillow yesterday when you sent me this. How much were ninety nine? Yeah, ninety nine. Ten years ago for thirty thirty three thousand dollars worth ninety nine today. In 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 the the the, the assignment, how much does assignment fees thirteen plus twenty in assignment? That's like over hundred and fifty percent in assignment fees. But it's a heck of a deal. But it's so a it's because you're looking at the wrong number. You're, you're looking at the wrong number. I don't, I try to tell my folks every single time you might see 2,000, you might see 20. If it's a deal for you, it's a deal it's for a deal. you. Who it cares? doesn't matter what he did or she did to generate that property at a lower price. They presented it to you. You can, you can take it and move or don't. In this situation, just about every client I have, I believe, would move on it. Yeah, got a it great sounds like deal. a great opportunity. It looks like, hey, as long as we're not 20, over 20000 in rehab, we're, we can burr it and you can get right out of it yep. and you can move on um, with a great property. So back to, that's a yes. great point. So anyway. Back to the to the actual assignment. So they're going to assign that contract to you. You're going to say, okay, I accept this contract at $100,000 or eighty dollars with paying twenty, dollars and, and then crust course fee, we won't even, we, but paying twenty. dollars now I'm at $100,000. And yep. we're going to move to close. So then we're going to take it to the title company. They're going to do the same process. Yeah. They're going to title search. They're going to run and make sure there's no liens or judgments Good. or whatever on the property on the original seller, not the wholesaler. Remember, he has no, he, he's out at this point. He's sold and he's done. He's going to take a step back. And the title company is now going to bring you and the seller together and close this property yes. out. Close it and you move on. That's how you close a wholesale deal. So I don't, I, there are so many moving factors in parts. Like, so you might get the wholesale assignment contract and it's for 20 grand and then you get the original and it says some things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. Pay the seller side closing, back taxes. He might know there's some judgments and liens, so they've agreed to pay that at closing. Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you need to make sure that before you sign an assignment contract, the original is delivered at the same time. Great. If the wholesaler balks at it and doesn't want to send you the original, I can we can ask them what I typically do is just say, hey, white out your assignment fee then. Yeah. You know, white out your original purchase price of the contract. If that's what you have to do, if you're afraid of that, white that out. We're concerned with the terms. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, so, and, and I think I mean, not that a lot of wholesalers are watching. Maybe they are. They should be because this is great information you provide every week. But I think just as much as sometimes people are don't want to pay, they're looking at the hundred, they're looking at the $20,000 assignment fee. Yeah. Wholesalers like him wanting to white it out. Yeah. Like stand by that. Like yeah. you've worked for that $20,000 and don't be embarrassed or yeah. afraid that somebody's not going to pay it. Cause you've created a lot of value and continue to sell the ARV I, and I continue to sell what a great deal that is. So and anyway. I just try to work with those guys if they're nervous now. Yeah. I also work with them too. If it's a huge number, double close it. That's a whole nother show that we can use yeah, where they close on the property with some transactional funds and then turn around and sell it. But we know it. somebody who, who closed a massive transaction fee or assignment fee. Oh, I don't care. With the closing. I mean, yeah. they didn't There's care. There's a lot of people that'll, that'll sign that. It that, doesn't that don't, matter. It, they're looking past the assignment fee to the actual value. Because I'll be honest with you. If you're going to, if you're the kind of person that looks at that wholesaler or property source and you're more wrapped up with what they're earning off selling the property to you and real estate investing might not be for you. Agree. Because I think your mind's on other things other than your real estate business. You're just going to be limited in, in life. I mean, it's a, hey, let's, that's a life limit. You know, let's but t- we can introduce you to some counselors <laughs> who can help you. That's, it, that's exactly it's, right. It's, if it's you're worried about thing. other people and worry versus yourself and what you're running your business on, I think yeah. you're going to have big so, problems in real estate. Agree. Sorry life. about that. So, no, it's great. Um, so are they, are they legal? Of course, They're, they yeah. are legal as long as the paperwork has been done properly which we all vet. That's that's one of the reasons why you work with me on there. I make sure that all this prop, this paperwork is done. And a lot of times you'll see contracts, whether they're wholesalers or even the agents marketing the contract. Mm-hmm. They're not marketing the house. That's because, There's the difference. Correct. So that you get in trouble if you market the house because you're not a licensed real estate agent. And what the commission would say is you're acting like a real estate agent. If you, you have to make sure, I mean, this is a wholesale class now, but down at the bottom, you have to make sure that, you know, I'm, you, your disclosures are stating, I am selling my personal interest in this contract. Right. And that's what that, and that's what the, your buyer is buying the, the contract, contract, not to the then, house. To then yes, that's exactly right. House. To then close yep. on the home. So, um, yes, they're legal. It's a, it's, it happens in every state in our, in our country. So, um, they are legal. Let's see, talk about the searches and why it's important to work with a title company that's familiar with this man. This is the biggest. I just got off the phone. <laughs> Clearly, I won't use anybody's name, but I just got off the phone with a buyer. I'm sorry, with a seller who was selling a property that he closed on rehab to one of our clients. Okay. We got it under contract, and um, uh, one of our title companies found that it was not recorded properly. That when he bought this home from this seller, the wholesaler, when he bought it, there were 10 heirs to the property, 10. And only two had signed it. Okay. Several didn't agree right. to sell it. Now there's that's a clouded title. Oh, man. So he's gonna, he cannot sell. So now he owns this property with a clouded title. He cannot sell it to my buyer. Did he get owner's title policy? He paid for it, but it wasn't put on there by the title company. Ouch. Which I'm not going to yeah. say out loud, but I'll, if you want to call me offline, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But that's what owner, oh, that's why you buy an owner's title policy. You got that's that, why right. when you borrow money, lenders require you to have a lender's title policy for things for like this. For this right here. It's why the Go 99 ahead. times out of 100, it doesn't, there's no problem. But this one time. Yes. And so it seems like the title companies are making, hey, man, they're just they're just taking. Burning and turning. They're just getting all this money, all this money. Well, all of a sudden, it's a $150,000 payout or something. Yeah. So 
they have to collect a lot of three or four or five hundred dollar premiums. I know a lot of people out there who cut corners and say, oh, I don't need a title, a title policy. I don't need, you know, it's like you don't need it until you, until need you it. do. Yeah. And then you're going to be out a hundred grand. And yeah. How's so that now, feel? Uh, terrible. So yeah. now this title company closed the house without all the proper documentation. Uh, I don't know how it was done. We're still battling and dealing with that, but you need to work with a reputable title company that is used to working with assignment contracts, wholesalers, and uh, is very clear on those steps of that process. Because if you go to a title company in town that they do residential closings with, you know, mom and dads and their kids and they're all excited and then you hand them an assignment contract, they don't, they don't know what to do. They're going to miss it. I've even had some guy tell me it's illegal. Like they just don't know what it is. They don't don't ever deal with it. Right. That's why it is important. We have yep. a couple that we can refer you to. Those title companies will keep you out of trouble and yes. will protect you, right? Yeah, oh, of course. Because this does happen. It's not yeah. it's yeah, not yeah. common, but it does happen that something in the in the recording or the process can go wrong on down the road. And as you and I know, there of of all the closings you do, I would imagine at least once a month, if not more, something comes up in a contract that there's an air issue, there's a title issue. Now, I would guess 90% of those get resolved. I would say 90 to 95 even and are then, resolved. But some have to kick out because of it. This this one should have kicked out, but that you're using an example, oh. but but they they just missed it. He should have never been able to close on Correct. it. Correct. And what would have happened, those, they would have gone and got all the other heirs and signed all the documents, and then he would have a clean title. But or now... They now, would have fought it and he wouldn't have bought it. He would have bought it, moved on to the next house. He would have bought moved something else, but now they're having to go back yeah. and trying to clean that mess up. So it's a, I would, I'm going to encourage you every time to use the right title company. Yes. It doesn't necessarily have to be the two that we're going to refer you, April and, uh, or, or local title and, and Griffin. Will, Will Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. You don't have to use those, but I, I am going to tell you that you need to make sure that you use a company that is used to it. And there are a few that offline I'll discuss and talk about how I, I have bad have had multiple bad experiences. Multiple bad experiences to the over point to where it's like, many years. Let's just move away. There's other ways to, oh, many years, yes. man, many years. So yep. uh, what's our discussion? Crestco Brokerage Works uh, with Off Market. You know, really, uh, just to kind of wrap this up, I I value, I can't, I can't really express how much I value the relationships that we have with Off Market sources and the leader of the pack with those are wholesalers. Yes. I love them. I have a lot, a lot of respect for them. I, even the bad ones, right? Yes. They're never bad on purpose. They're just bad because they just, they're just bad, right? right, right they're right. not intending yes. to be bad. But 99 people out of 100 aren't evil. Aren't One not person, evil. maybe out of 1,000 million, is, is really trying to cheat people. We'll, re- Some we'll of run are just, into it, and I do know those guys. Right, and, and, we and you avoid them. And we don't fool but with those guys. But 99, yeah, the ones who aren't just are messing up for whatever reason. So but, I, want, I want buyers to open up their minds to that process and to understand when you get into that, that it is not always going to go perfectly. If you're working in your residential area with an agent and they ever, they've been doing it for forever and they both have those code of ethics and those, you are going to be uh, um, uh, shot straight. They're going to tell you everything. In wholesaling, it can be a little hairy, right? Mm-hmm. It can be fuzzy. You might not get all the info, but I want to stress that that's why I'm here and that's right. what I do. And I think it's, it's tempting. I think it's tempting because you've got a net, you vet them, you know them, you deal with them on multiple, multiple deals after months and months and years and years. Yep. So you've got yourself a Rolodex 
full of wholesalers for years. So it's very tempting for a new buyer to think they can go directly to a wholesaler and they, they, again, the wholesaler is for many, many reasons we've already covered. I think that's just bad. That's just a bad idea. I, I see how it's tempting, but I think you're being seduced. It's not what you want to do. I think you want that middleman. They need to come through. You are an agent like you to find off-market deals. They don't need to be going no. to wholesalers directly. And That's it's just a recipe so, for disaster. It's not even so much the, the paperwork I'm as concerned with. It's no. it's the market knowledge that they don't have. They The wholesaler. The wholesaler. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. You know, they're going to put it out on a spreadsheet maybe for you and show you how great that looks or what have you, but that that's fool's gold, man. That's not a, a, a clear representation of that's not advice. That's not, that's not, that's not somebody that's there on your side, right? They're not, they are trying. They're trying to sell that that specific house. house. Period. Period. That's not what I'm here to do. I'm here to get the right house for the client. Amen. Huge difference. Well, huge difference. That's it. I don't, that's exactly right. It's not the right house. It's the right property, not a property, right? Right. So let's get the right one. I I enjoy working with my wholesalers. Some of these guys are going to be listening to this. Yeah. Oh, they're great, man. We love them. I enjoy working with wholesalers um, and off-market insurance, whatever, how we get it. But I, I thought today we would discuss this, make sure that we Great topic. got this prop, you know, the, the system out and, and the, you know, how we do this and how we work it a little bit. Um, Super applicable. I mean, all day, time. every day. Every day I'm dealing with this and every day clients are dealing with this. So yeah. I think it's, this is... Uh, a great talk. Anything else to add? No, man, that's great. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Remember, after the show, email me if you have any questions. Dean at CrestCore.com. I can help you list anything, buy anything here in the city. Uh, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, you can catch it later, okay? Yeah. See you in two weeks. Thanks.